in my free time, <laughs> if I'm sitting in bed next to my wife and we're like yeah. trying to enjoy ourselves, the idea of me reading the Tarkov roadmap <laughs> there is I'd rather stick a hot poker in my eyeball. <laughs> I get it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. And I'm hate OBS. <laughs> We're sorry for if you watched on the YouTube. I guess it would just be the YouTube. I, I tried to clean cut the audio if you're an audio listener, but on the YouTube, there were a bunch of cuts because OBS kept crashing during last week's recording. We think we have it figured out. So hopefully it'll be nice and clean today. Dude, all I, all I have been able to do... Oh, God. So I, you know, go to like the little help drop down on the, the the menu on obs and it basically just like directs you to the forum i'm sorry the discord oh channel. yeah <laughs> so i i go into like the windows support discord channel and i'm like these are the four issues i'm having <laughs> the four issues i have with obs are and they may or may not be connected yep. they seem to be connected or at least correlated frequently the stream will go from the bit rate of, you know, 6K or whatever. Yeah. And go bloop, 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 down to zero. And then for 20 to 30 seconds, it'll be at zero. And then bloop, it'll come back and it'll be fine. But no other connection issues. I can be playing a game real time. Yeah. No connection issues. I can be watching my own stream blinking on my on the same stream PC on Google yeah. Chrome saying your stream is down and see the chat window going FFF. So like clearly it's connected still to the connected. internet. Yep. Um, now I, I understand they're like different connections, <laughs> but, but so then there's that issue. And then number two is sometimes it crashes as soon as it hits zero and it doesn't wait 30 seconds. It just hits zero crashes. Um, the third one is, and the third and fourth, Fourth are connected, and I have an activity feed and a chat window that are like embedded as plugins. And then oh, the activity feed shows wide. me all the all the yeah the events, people resubbing and donating, whatever. And then there's the chat window. The chat window will go white, completely uninteractable. There's no way to fix it. There's no way to reload it. You literally have to just close OBS, which I obviously I can't do during a stream. Or, um, and then the activity feed won't go white. It'll just freeze. Oh. So no more alerts, no, so no more events, and I'll scroll and nothing happens, and none of the buttons are interactable. It's just frozen. Yeah. Um. And all of those things are a hundred times more likely to happen during the two hours that we have the <laughs> podcast. Like, like I'll go an entire. Yeah. I literally went an entire. We were just talking before the stream, uh, before the the podcast. I just streamed an entire week. I did have a couple of minor dips in my yeah. connection and stuff, which again, the connection stuff could just be like Comcast, yeah, you know, yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, but never had any problems at all. We start the Discord call for OBS uh, for for the podcast, and ten the, seconds yeah. later, OBS crashes and my stream goes down. And it's like what? Uh, yeah, there's what. If it was just connection issues, I would again be like, yo, am I getting like DDoS yeah, or whatever? Yeah. But the fact that OBS is crashing makes yep. me think that, you know, it's separate. But it, it has to and there's only two things that, that that we do. Yeah. Um, and it's the Discord call and it's me 
doing a windowed projector. So I don't know. Maybe there's like experts out there. Um, but so I jump into the Discord and I perfectly outline like the bug report. Oh yeah. All of the issues. I give them everything. Here's a crash. The last three crash reports. Here are the last three logs. Upload everything. And I'm like, you know, please help. And then like the next message, two seconds later, is someone being like. I can't screenshot OBS. Please help. And then 30 seconds later, they reply to themselves, help, please, help, help. Like, <laughs> And it's just a bunch of people that are all like, I have the most important problem. Oh, my God, help me now. And it's some, you know, like yeah, completely press print screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a stupid thing that like they should be Googling before they come, you know. Yeah. Um, and then my stuff just gets buried. Yep. And it's like, okay. Now, one person did end up helping me, and they basically said, okay, go into your Windows settings and turn off hardware-accelerated GPU. Scaling or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever, the hags. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll do that. Now, that was after the podcast last week, and it was like I was just fucking exhausted and frustrated and annoyed. So I'm like, all right, I'll do that tomorrow. I was in bed. I go downstairs, open up Windows, open up the setting, and it's already off. I'm like, sick maybe you should turn it on <laughs> yeah so then it's like okay so but but and then before the podcast today i went through and i'm like updated a bunch of different things updated obs i went and uh ran in administrator mode and i like lowered my bit rate to like below a different threshold i turn off the fucking gpu scheduling shit like a bunch of stuff and then it crashes 30 right seconds so into the call yeah man i don't know <laughs> tech support nice. now what i will say is is every other moment of the last week other than from from end of podcast to beginning of podcast yeah yeah, yeah. has been fucking radical dude hell yeah and i i actually have been like excited for the first time in at least a year i've been excited to play a game and to stream and it's i never would have expected it'd be no man's sky bro i love that game man it's been a while since i've played it i loved it when it came out and then they did some of the big updates and i played it a little bit again and they've updated it so much so much it's basically an unrecognizable game from when it first came out you know okay i i have to say i disagree with a lot of what people say uh, like like related to that because when i played the game when it first came out yeah i like rushed in like a week made it to the center of the galaxy yeah. i was like one of the first I, one of the inner planets i named and it was like literally like my github url i named <laughs> this the whole i named the system that i'm like yeah. this is my mark you know uh and this was what <laughs> seven fucking years ago yeah um and like the game loop that i did I went through, it was almost identical mm. to what I just did in the last 50 hours yeah. that I played. And just last night, I made it to the second galaxy. Um, but it was like the the same thing. Now, there's a lot more yeah. added, but a lot of people are like, 
the game was trash when it came out. And oh, I, and I loved I, it when it came out. I think so much of that is like wanting to bandwagon on like, yeah. no man's lie. It's so fucking bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They fucking lied to us. And it's like, sure, you know, whatever. I'm not going to yeah. have to like, watch the Internet Historian video. Exactly. On that. Exactly. Like, there was definitely a combination of things. There were definitely features that were promised that were missing. And there were definitely expectations set that weren't quite there. Like the planets were... You know, it was all this whole procedural thing and it was going to be every planet was going to be different. And really, if you jump to like planets, planet, planet, you get like six or seven different types of planets. So I get it. But I think I definitely think a lot of it was bandwagoning. And I like I loved it, man. The first like the week it came out, I remember going to my friend's house, bringing my PlayStation and we like just played for like 12 straight hours. Oh, you played on PlayStation? Yeah, dude. We like I didn't even I never even made it to the center on that save. I made it one planet away from the center and I never finished it. I just like I never I never actually went to the center of the galaxy, but I got one planet away like I was there and it was just like, I don't know. It was fun. And then there's so much now with like the base building and the multiplayer and the like third person or was it first person? I don't remember which one got added. Uh, and all the ships and the frigates and the underwater stuff and all the different like the alien ships and stuff like that, yep. the living ships, all that kind of stuff. It's dude. Yeah. So what it's, made you yeah. what made you hop into it? Um, well, so I played Subnautica and actually I don't even think I talked about that last week at all. Oh, we did a little bit. Yeah, because I was mentioning that yeah. Deadly was playing it, too. Um, so basically... I played through Subnautica and like the sequel or whatever, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the below zero. And it was just like really good. Yeah. It's just really fucking good. It's so crazy how you see a little bit of gameplay, you see trailers, you get an idea um, <laughs> for like what, what a game is going to be like. You get it uh, like a, a picture in your head. Yeah. And then you de decide if you're going to play or not based on that you know what i mean yeah and i've just the same thing happened with outer wilds and i feel like um like playing outer wilds kind of made me try to think about that differently yeah um and then playing subnautica it was like it was just a fantastic experience it was a great game yeah like yeah, Outer Wilds was 10 out of 10. Subnautica, both of them, I think, were 8.5 to 9 out of 10. No Man's Sky, 9 out of 10. Um, and now it's like, there's so many verticals in yeah. No Man's Sky that you can get into. It's so deep and wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like, I could easily, like, do this fucking full-time, I'm sure, for, for a year. And yeah. I don't know if I will, I'm sure. You know, like, yeah. Diablo's coming out and a whole bunch of other stuff, but Dude, the game is just so fucking good. And the more I've been playing it, the more I've been wondering, what the fuck are you hoping for with Star Citizen? <laughs> like, what are... Yeah. Because I'm like, this has all the fucking things that, like, I envision that you would want to do. Yeah. For the most part. What's, what's like, what's your vision for what Star Citizen is? <laughs> Star I mean, the thing is, it's basically like take No Man's Sky, make it AAA realistic graphics and make it an MMO. Like the goal of it is like an MMO. It's 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 uh, if you want to go mining, you hire player people to come 
guard your mining deposit because pirates are going to come and try and rob you. Uh, there's like PvP, there's PvE, there's like large-scale battles, there's the, the big ships like the frigates, but imagine full of actual players, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a hundred people yeah. all doing a thing. You know, like the the EVE Online of it all, uh, it's supposed to be, and anyone who's into Star Citizen is going to start throwing copiums in the chat, but it's supposed to be a fully like EVE Online level of player-driven economy where like resources are scarce and then because of that people find a deposit they're more inclined to go to more dangerous parts of other systems and other galaxies and mine minerals and then that then pirates are attracted there and then you can go be bounty hunter police so it's the mmo of it all in something like that which is which is the reason star citizen could be the best game ever and most likely the reason star citizen will never happen because it's yeah. trying to be as deep and as wide, but with AAA graphics on one single or maybe two or three servers that represent everybody playing in the entire world with a player-driven economy as detailed as EVE Online. It, it is the, it's too good to be, it's the definition of it's too good to be true. But it's what, it's what, like, if you can, if you can bring yourself back to, like, 12 you know and remove the cynicism of of understanding how the game industry works and feature creep it's what we want it's like that's it that's the game that's the space game that's the space game it almost but it's probably never to gonna me, happen <laughs> it almost seems to me like no man's sky is closer to that now oh like like yeah if, if you could convince fucking uh sean whatever his name is if you could sean murray if you could convince oh, yeah. him to make put a few things on the product roadmap for the next two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky would have what you're talking about. Not necessarily the same graphics. No, yeah. Or the same, although I think, like, I personally fucking love No Man's oh, Sky. Oh, I love the vibe aesthetic. of No Man's Sky as well, yeah. Um, But, like, we already, they already have the freighters. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't take too many steps to be able to make it so that you could fly them and have the bear be multi-stationed. Yeah. Um, it has 18 quintillion planets. Yeah. Lit literally, that isn't like <laughs> no, that yeah. isn't like a, a me making a funny word. Like yeah. literally 18 quintillion planets split yeah. up between 255 galaxies. Yeah. Um, there's like a universe where... Oh, um, there imagine, is. Imagine, yeah. imagine, because it has multiplayer now, but the scale of things and the way it all is, unless you're like specifically, unless you're stream sniping. Exactly. Which is a thing that both me and one peg have had fun with recently. Uh, not fun. Um, yeah. But uh, unless you're stream sniping or you want to play with your friends. Yeah. Um, then. And I think the multiplayer is largely irrelevant. Yeah. And I think that's the crux of it is that like with a, I agree with you with a few features with a few like product features, you'd get pretty close to like that experience. It's just the it's the multiplayer of it. It's the the world is almost too big. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah. But so think about, though, if you had a system that had seven or eight planets yes. in it. And, and and you said this system, especially maybe even if it was like yeah. a content creator that went through and they made their own, you know, how yeah. like sometimes they have their own servers on Rust yeah. or whatever. Could, can you mod No Man's Sky? You can mod the fuck out of No Man's Sky. Because if so, I, I really feel, I really agree with you. Like somebody could mod something with like 20 or 30 planets. And the thing is, is if you could fit a few hundred players on a server, 
like or more even depending like you really could you know well, what I, mean, I mean I, yeah i don't know i don't know how they handle server stuff but like presumably and i'm sure somebody will correct me if i'm wrong i don't see any reason um for for if everybody's if i had everybody on my stream right now i said here's the 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 portal coordinates come meet at this place yeah 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 i don't know that that there wouldn't be any reason why you couldn't have 100 people there yeah true 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 i yeah i have no idea what that's like with like the back end of that <laughs> it's like how many people are on a specific server instance or x y or z um but yeah I, I yeah I mean New Man's Sky is is sick. It's a really good game, and a lot of people in the Star Citizen community, um, like love No Man's Sky. I think I think Star Citizens yeah just aims to be the the MMO, the more economy driven. It's got some Tarkov aspects to it where you like lose everything you have on you if you die. It's got like Daisy aspects of it of like you can go find your dead body. It's got like are you saying Star Citizen or are you saying Star Citizen. Yeah. yeah, No Man's Sky has both of those yeah. too. Oh, okay. I yeah, I, I didn't know you lose the stuff. I guess yeah. You, so you, you lose, lose the, the stuff, stuff you if you, you die before you're able to get back to your body. Yeah, yeah. Which is what happened. I was literally I didn't realize first of all that there was like a multiplayer button off. You just turn off. Oh. I didn't realize that. I just had whatever the default settings were, and I'm sitting there on a planet doing my thing. Like the second or third day, I'm playing the game. Yeah, and I'm mining underground, and all of a sudden. Damage, 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 I'm dead. Like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Like, that's crazy. I'm like, I don't even know what happens when you die. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck happens when you die in this game? And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, let's respawn. And I respawn 20 feet to the left next to my ship, which is where, like, I, the yeah. last time I saved. And I look up, and there's a ship staring at me. There's no player indicator. There's no. Yeah. And I just, and I'm dead again. Like, what the fuck? And I respawn, I'm dead again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then somebody was like, yeah, that's a player. Uh, and I didn't realize until afterwards that I went into the VOD and I saw, like, the person's name, like, has entered your system or whatever. Mm. Um, I Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, later on, I was in, like, the, the, the space station and, like, they flew up to me and they were just doing, like, a the emo to like laugh yeah like point and laugh and it was like wow holy shit like you know that they've so had one cool. too many heads shoved in a toilet this yeah. week in school or something um that they have to come and take it out and then this it was the same person who did it to one peg like three days later really um yeah I, i'm sure they just sit in like the twitch it's directory unreal, yeah and uh talk shit to people that they could win in pvp against people who don't even know there's pvp yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I didn't even think that I would ever see a player. Yeah, you know, but um, but I'm better than you because I killed you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, sick. I've got the starter ship. You know, I'm sitting here fucking figuring out how to use my mining tool. You know, yep. like anyway. Um, but yeah. So yeah, no, it has a lot of those. It's same a great elements. game for sure. So I so I can see a bunch of people getting together and saying like this one little tiny slice. Yeah is like the system that we're going to be and then all they would need to do is make some more tweaks to the economy because there are there are economy systems yeah, built in about buying sure. low selling high sure. pirated goods all kinds of stuff it's just usually inter system yep um so 
Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I feel like No Man's Sky is closer. Oh, it is. Yeah. Than Star Citizen. Yeah. Although Star Citizen, the sh- I will say that my short time playing the ships. Yeah. And that's that a whole other like level. Yeah, that's the thing is that like once again, like the the true difference is the MMO of it all because like everything is dependent on other people in Star Citizen. Whereas like currently, and like you were saying, like things could be changed in No Man's Sky to make it more player in, intraplayer dependent. But like the systems, like there's bounty hunting and there's piracy and there's mining goods and there's cargo hauling and all these things are also interplayer dependent. And then there's jail so you can commit crimes. And then there's actual risk reward for those crimes. You go to jail, you have to spend a certain amount of time doing that. You can have a crime stat and trigger a PVP bounty where I literally chase you around the system and kill you and I get rewarded for cash, money, what to spend your money on. There's all the ships. And then you meet. So the, the whole thing is dependent on players and the entire player driven economy and then on the flip side of that you have the the hand drawnness of the assets right like the ships are truly like remarkable works of art because they're done by hand the uh and what they're trying to do a mixture of procedural generation and work on um like planets and bunkers and derelict outposts and things floating around in space they're trying to find this balance where they populate the world with with things that are like a mixture of procedurally generated and hand-drawn and you just get like a really interesting experience and so is there is there base building there's not base building there will be um like a a kind of version of that where like habs and like um stuff like that i think there is actually eventually going to be farming that's like so long from now though there's a ship there's a ship that's supposed to come out that is like a deployable 3d printer to build like housing and stuff like that on planets. And there's going to be lots and you're going to be able to have player housing in the big cities. It's, but that's so far away. That's so far away. But like the big thing that's holding them up right now is like star citizen has been like, so you know how like unplayable Tarkov was the first like two weeks of this wipe, like star citizen has been like that for three months. (laughs) Like really? just unplayable, unplayable, yeah. and it's because they introduced their persistent entity streaming tech, which is like they're trying to separate every layer of information from the server and create them in a redundant way that's safe, so that one day they can spool up all these servers, and if one server goes down, it's okay because all the information is on all these different layers. And so a layer that got pers- all the redundancy exactly. And, yeah. and so they've the persistence entity streaming. So, you know, fly to a planet, put a water bottle down. It just is there forever. Like it just and so and now they're having to work with like density management and things getting too many things are on the servers. And so the servers are shutting down, especially with like AI. So they're having to like write different rules for what happens to AI. Their bodies might disappear. Their gear might disappear. But then player driven stuff and like even ships. So now what you can do in the first this they did the first tier of salvage, which are ships that literally scrape broken ships for their materials, break mm-hmm. them down and then sell salvage that. So they added their first salvage ship. So now you can Art like space ship breaker. Yeah, yeah. So now you can go to like like if a PvP battle happened out in space, those all of those busted ships are still there. 
So you can go out with your salvage ship and like if there was any cargo in the back of those ships, you can take it, put it in your ship, you can strip the ships and stuff like that. And then that's another way that generates more PvP because more people might come there to do that. And if you come with your salvage ship and bodyguards, they're going to start shooting at the other salvage ships, shooing them away. And it's just like a never ending emergent gameplay where like things that you do affect the world, which spawns more things for people to do, which affect the world. But they're really struggling with that tech and and how much how how the servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been so it's like working, but it's just like broken at the same time. So yeah, dude, I've been I, I'm super impressed with the way that No Man's Sky <laughs> has managed to make it so that they're you're in the biggest universe in video games ever. Ever that there probably that there probably will ever, ever be. will be. Yeah. Um, and. And it's all persistent, and now there are some things that aren't, like, persistent. You know, like, if yeah. you go and you dig, a, you know, a shallow hole on one planet, like, chances are, I don't think that, like, persists. Unless it's within, like, a certain distance of, like, your fort or whatever. But, um, but the fact that, that they can do all of this stuff with all these different people, all these different planets, and you can be on a hardcore, totally limited resources, yeah. one life only playthrough right next to somebody who's on a yeah. creative mode yeah no you know no fucking no PvP, rules no yeah PvE, like super easy almost unlimited resources yeah while also next to somebody playing a normal playthrough with 20 mods installed and it's like all in the same yeah universe I'm just like the engineer in me is going like, Damn, yeah, I don't know impressive. how they instance it, but that's yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, No Man's Sky has been rad. I'm I'm playing that a bunch and I'm that's dope. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I've been I've been enjoying it. I, I'm at nine hundred and eighty million units Damn. I'm trying to get up to the billion the Billy. I it literally give me 20 more minutes before the, the podcast and I would have hit a billion billionaire. Um, that's so funny. But, uh, that's so great. And I and I literally I, I <laughs> I've only spent like an hour base building. I haven't done anything with the freighter system. I haven't done anything yeah. with mining. Yeah, there's because like there's all the mining resources and you know, like the satisfactory kind of yep. like you you put the mining machines, piping them into these things yep. that you can teleport to your freighter and then and, and then also the freighter stuff um is probably the least interesting to me, but it might be something I get into. I'm sure I'm not fully grasping yeah, yeah. what's all involved in it. But uh, but basically, when you buy a freighter, which is like, you know, the fucking star commander, yeah, yeah. Star, you know, Emperor ship, Palpatine yeah. ship, you know, like massive things, you can buy those. Um, and you have a whole crew and all these frigates that are these massive other ships that are like a part of your fleet. You can basically go and be like a commander of a fleet and say, these three frigates, I want to go over, do this mission over here. Yeah. Let me give them all the fuel, all the resources that they need. And they basically do like mini missions. Yeah. Asynchronously, you know, like while you're playing the yeah. game normally. Um, so I don't know what that entails, right? Is that going to be tens of millions of units you're going to be getting back? Yeah, or I don't know. Are they going to go die out there? And <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, you're going to have to go. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's, I don't know. Seems seems like another interesting thing. There's just so much. Yeah, there's just so much I haven't. So I haven't even much gotten to the game. Yet. It's dope. It's a great game. I yeah. miss it. And oh, it is May the fourth. May the fourth. May be the fourth be with you. Yes. 
Indeed, Perfect indeed. day to talk about space games. Yeah. So what's the dealio? Uh, you you came, you raided me yesterday or the day before. Yeah. And someone said something along the lines of like, yeah, has he got a story for you? And I don't know if there's something in particular that happened oh, man. with like Tarkov or... Did you like play Tarkov for a bit and then like were they like fuck this and then went and go play no. uh, like Rust or something? So it, or? Uh, no, I did. I did do a day where I played some Daisy and that went terribly. No, it Daisy, but yeah. it was kind of my own fault. But I don't even think that was that might have been the day. I don't. I don't know. I, I it was probably because I think it was yesterday. So it was probably so. <laughs> um, the the big thing this week was the roadmap, which we'll get to, but the. The what what probably was they were talking about was I gamed with Valiant yesterday and he was like you may have heard this but maybe not he was uh, he was like yo okay I've heard this thing I've heard that if you spawn in on an interchange raid which is forty minutes long the raid time is forty minutes long at exactly thirty eight minutes if you don't get packet loss kill is in the raid. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, the theory is bosses spawn at the beginning of the raids. And if they spawn, it won't spawn a second wave of scavs in right away. It waits a little bit longer if a boss is on the map. Mm -hmm. But if, if they, the boss isn't on the map and it does spawn them in, it is 100% guaranteed you will get the packet loss symbol that when sounds it's spawning them in. Extremely likely. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it works, bro. And it works. And like, so we went on streets and we were, so we tested it on streets because he had been testing it on interchange and it was working. So we tested it on streets, which was also a, or it's a, that's a 50 minute. That might be a 40 minute. I think that's a 50 minute timer. And at 48 minutes, it was the same thing. We were like, oh, no packet loss. We checked for Killa. Killa wasn't there. We were like, well, maybe Gluhar's here. Gluhar was there and we killed him. And so then we went back in the 48 minutes, no packet loss. And we were like. Oh, maybe it isn't true. Surely not back to back. The bosses spawned so little. Killa was there. He kills Killa. We go back in. We get the packet loss. No boss. We go back in. We get the packet loss. No boss. And it's just like, and then later that day, I saw like a, uh, like a TikTok of Tiggs doing it. And like, that's how Killa farmers are farming interchange now. They spawn, you sit and wait for two minutes. And if you don't get packet loss, or if you get the packet loss, you just leave. And Do you know how BSG fixes this? <laughs> I don't know. They don't show the packet loss indicator anymore. But that's what they used to do. <laughs> that was like we used to not see the packet loss indicator. Uh huh. And and we didn't know that we yeah. didn't know how bad the packet the loss packet was. loss was. Yeah, everyone. I know that that's so funny. People have always been like, dude, the packet loss is so bad recently. I'm like, no, you just see it. Like it was always this bad. Yep. <laughs> you just see it now. So that was probably what they were talking about because we were just like, we were testing that all day on like the maps. And I was like, damn, I was like, I might get go for like Sturman too. If, uh, if I can like no guarantee and know he's there, it's, oh, it's so scuffed, bro. Game is scuffed. Um, why is a packet <laughs> loss when they spawn? Like, I mean, packet loss is packet loss is probably not the right term. Like, that little so you see the packet loss indicator yeah that could be, like i don't know if that's just like a general network or any sort of error if any error happens at all ever then i don't know but everyone calls it the packet loss indicator maybe that's because it is what it is but it doesn't i think it says loss doesn't it uh i don't not anymore it's just a little indicator sometimes a number will come up if like your ping is crazy or if something else is happening but um gotcha. 
it, and these days it just shows the, the, the little I don't even know what icon it is but it just shows that <laughs> but it's uh, it's crazy it's it's just insane um but the big the, the big thing that happened the big thing that happened last week is of course we should expect something tomorrow because of course this happened on Friday mm-hmm. you know the day after the podcast they released the roadmap which I'm sure you've seen there's no way you haven't been bombarded with have you seen the roadmap um not no not a single person no not a single I can't tell if you're being serious. I'm, I'm being 100% serious. Really? No, Nobody comes to talk to me about Tarkov anymore Damn. because I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about Tarkov. <laughs> I was about Tarkov. to say, that's probably like how you like it, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I fucking love it. All right. I love it. I I, I, saw, I watched like a little bit of your video okay. on it. Um, But even then... Well, here it is if you want. I just... I It, it actually like... The, I, I don't. I can't even describe it. I don't feel good emotions when I think about the Tarkov roadmap for like a million reasons that I don't even need to get into. I understand. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get into it. Oh well, yeah, I don't, I don't mind getting into yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in, my free, in my free time, <laughs> if I'm sitting in bed next to my wife and we're like, yeah. trying to enjoy ourselves, the idea of me reading the Tarkov roadmap <laughs> there is, I'd rather stick a hot poker in my eyeball. <laughs> I get it. I really do. Um, okay. Well, um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they released a roadmap and they just tweeted out. They said a roadmap for the upcoming changes coming to Escape from Tarkov. Super vague. There's no dates anywhere on the roadmap. Um, but it outlines four patches and while a lot of people were like, man, this none of this is new information. You'll find that none of it is new information, but this is actually um, valuable. Wait, what the fuck did you just send me? Oh, it's just a weird file format. I don't know why. Dog, what the fuck? That's the, that's the most virus-looking message yeah. you've ever sent me. <laughs> it's a random string of characters dot jfif. Jfif. I don't know what a jfif file is. Dog, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't clicking that. All right, you don't have to click that. I I've can, never heard of a JFIF I can convert file? it to a PNG if you want. Oh, it's an image? Yeah. JFIF. It's a precursor to JPEG? Hell yeah, dude. Older than JPEG, okay. Uh, I literally just right-click downloaded from their Twitter. They tweeted it out. That was that's it. Of course, BSG would be got that JFIF brother fucking files as JFIF, a format that I've never <laughs> ever heard of. Got that JFIF. Um, I guess we'll. If I remember, I'll link the. This is a Bitcoin miner, dude. You uh, know that. I right? hope so. I want some Bitcoin. No, not for. I not know. For you. I know. <laughs> BSG is doing some like crowdsource like SETI at home. You ever, yeah, you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they outlined four patches. Uh, the first patch, the 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 closest patch would be 13.0.5, and they label it as the technical update. Uh, fixes for visual problems with flashlights, the way they functioned, and lights on weapons. That sentence kind of doesn't really make sense. Um, but fixes for flash visual problems with flashlights. I'm assuming that means the flashlight bug, which still persists in the game, which is simultaneously my least favorite and favorite bug to ever happen. Uh, so I, I died 
somebody, where was I? I don't remember where, where I was. Um, it was customs and it, customs, broad daylight, broad daylight, no fog. I kill a guy and his duo swings me and I, it's just the, so I'm staring at the surface of the sun. He had a flashlight and I, and I instantly was like, I love this bug. Like it's been so long since I had somebody shine a flashlight in my face and re was reminded of how stupid I think flashlights are integrated into this game. But then at the same time, it just feels so gross to just be like, Valiant, there's two guys in that building because you can just see their flashlights, mm -hmm. even though they're off for them flailing through the walls you know what i mean and you're just like this is so bad like you know what i mean and then yeah you, you know you pre-fire them as they run around the corner and they're level 12 and you're like damn bro you know what i mean like it just feels so gross so that bug sucks what i'm hoping that this means though is that they're fixing the visual problems with the flashlights and they're changing the way they function you know what i mean like they're maybe actually doing a pass on flashlights um I think there part of it wasn't like helmet lights too. Yeah, which helmet lights are on here somewhere, but the, we have helmet lights, but you can't toggle them on or off. Yeah. And the angle at which they point, I I have a screenshot I could find and send to you. Um, nonsense. Um, we he put a laser a, a a laser on his helmet, and it was Ben, and then he had a laser on his gun. And like he was looking at the horizon and the laser was pointed 45 degrees at the ground. But then the laser on his gun, like there was a point where they intersected and then the one just went straight to the ground and the one on the gun, he was looking at the horizon. It's like, why? And it does that with flashlights too. It just points straight down. So you have to look up to like flashlight anything. So, and you can't toggle them on or off, which is weird. But so this is the technical update. Fixes for the flashlights. The reworking of sky on all locations. I don't know what that Didn't means. you say last time around, though, that, <laughs> yeah. you, that you, the sky box, that's probably like yeah. the, the rest of the maps? Yeah, either the rest of the maps or they accidentally did what they did and there's more. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Somebody asked if that could be part of the interchange lighting fix. It, theoretically, it could be, right? Because we know that no matter what time of day, it doesn't like that doesn't change the amount of light coming through the giant freaking skylights. So maybe that's yeah, yeah. a part of it. I don't I I truly don't know. Um, Oculus audio tweaks on Lighthouse and Interchange. Thank Christ, because Oculus audio isn't great, but Interchange is unplayable to me because it's still it's it's still the only map like Lighthouse. You can kind of get away with it because. The only like it's really it's just all the, outdoors. Yeah, it's, it's like really woods. just the two chalets and then the water treatment plant. You know what I mean? And 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 that close, you kind of know where people are anyway. Interchange is literally the entire map, three floors of all meaningless sound. Um, so that's really good. Changes in the headset system. Don't know what that means. That's scary. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I think in general, we've talked a bit before about how like everything is just so loud. And yeah. so I wonder if they're adjusting how far away the headsets allow you to hear and what the volume, how the, how it's being boosted. I don't know. It'd be interested to see. But I wonder if they're going to make it so that they're the reason why head the headsets are super OP is because it has all of the 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 benefits of like what you get from when you wear them in real life but none of the drawbacks yes and it's because seemingly they implemented it 
more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah. As if they were like future technology. Yeah. Um, you know, like when I had my these are the fucking Sorties. walkers. Or yeah, walker walkers razor. razor. Yeah. Um when I wear <laughs> these, I mean I could hear, you know, I could hear a mouse's footsteps on the other side of the room behind me, but I also hear the of my computer fans. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like it's so all of the ambience is significantly louder, obviously, because what it's yeah. doing is it's taking it's just compressing all the yeah. quiet stuff. It's making it bringing the floor of that up yeah. way, way high. And then the ceiling, it brings way down. So it's much less dynamic range. Yeah. In Tarkov, what it does is it says, oh, all of the things that you would want to be louder, we're going to make louder. And the things that you wouldn't want to make louder, we're going to make softer. Yep. Which is like you can have your cake and eat it too, but that's exactly. just not how the, the literal ambient noise of the map goes away. The rain gets quieter. Yeah, like I remember the first day I wore those, the, the it blew my mind because it was like I put them on in the range, and the first thing I could notice was first of all that I could just have a simple yeah like uh, conversation with my I had a conversation with my dad. He had normal headphones on, and he was like, yeah, I can't hear you, you know what I need Because you hear a pop, 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 yep. and he's, like, screaming over it. And I'm just like, you don't need to yell. Like, I can yeah, hear you I perfectly can, yeah, fine. Yep. Um, so you can have a, 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 obviously, you protect your ears, but you have, like, normal normal volume conversation. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, the, the, th the thing that stuck out to me was I could hear running water. Like a babbling brook, mm. and it was like, is there like one of those like Zen fountain like? <sighs> and I realized all the way at the end, they have the water trickling down on the backstop to cool to keep it cool. Mm. And I realized I I like zoom in with my eyes and I'm like, holy shit! There's like a little running water stream on. I never noticed that the backstop had yep. running water, you know. And I was like, fuck. Yep. That was like information I got with my ears that I wouldn't have gotten without yep. the headphones. Yep. You know? Um, but that stuff goes away in Tarkov when you turn yep. on. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Obviously, there's a little bit of, like, worry that... <laughs> there's a little bit of a worry that they're going to break something that wasn't... That's maybe... It's not... It's, it's overpowered, but not broken. <laughs> so, people are worried they're going to break something that's not broken. But I definitely have hopes that they do make some adjustments because I do think that the headsets are a little over overpowered. And just in general, we've talked many times about how just loud everything is that the player does. And a large part of that is because if you've been playing Tarkov for any amount of time, you permanently have headphones on, like permanently have headphones on. So imagine how different the game would be if if everybody like nobody had headphones. It would. I yeah. wonder how different the gameplay. I think so often, so much more often than, than you do now, you'd roll up and get surprised for by sure. somebody who's already like danger close for sure whereas before you're like i hear someone coming from the next state mm -hmm. over and i'm prepared yep. and you either sit and camp and wait or you aggro them or whatever um i feel like it'd be and that would also help the whole you can never sneak anymore exactly um yep i i would love it if if because if they went and they they made the the headphones a little bit more realistic in that way and the ambience got much louder yeah 
I wonder if people, I bet you a lot of people just wouldn't wear the headphones. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. All you're doing is turning the volume up yeah. and then compressing it, <laughs> which you can do in post today. Yeah. So very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know. So changes in the headset system. Uh, changes in the AI voice line playback system, in particular, their frequency, volume, and positioning. I don't really know what that is. Some people think that that refers to the fact that like a scav will almost always yell before he shoots you, which I think is kind of fine because most of the time in the game, they're going to hit you in the face. So them yelling gives me a second to run away. And but, they uh, respond to like grenades too. Yeah, like... that's true from like anywhere. Like on, yeah, if you spawn on factory and you throw a grenade at your own feet, no matter where you are, Tegilla will respond. Like the map is small enough and their yeah. voice line range is wide enough. So that might be it too, which is a little broken for sure. Um, me and Valiant were talking about that. Like they made, apparently they made Killa. He only has like a 50-50 chance to respond to a grenade because people were farming it. And he was like, that's so dumb. Like they should respond to grenades. And I was like, I was like, that's not what's dumb. What's dumb is that the AI was so dumb that the only way to effectively fight him was to abuse that mechanic. Them fixing that, I they he shouldn't always react to grenades, but he should be good AI. And if he's not yeah. good AI, they should allow us some method. So like, it's dumb, but it's not dumb for the, like, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, you're right. It's like the AI should be better and then more dynamic like this where he doesn't always yell at grenades and maybe he sneaks around like, but it has to start with Killa not being a broken mess. Like, yep. dude, you know, you know, Killa's bad when like Desmond, I was playing with Desmond. Okay. And he's like kind of passively Killa farming. So Killa was on straights and he was like, I'm again, I was like, cool. And he was like, he was like, literally Jesse, he was like, just listen to me. I know what Killa's going to do. Just do what I say. And then, like, Killa started... Killa, he pulled aggro. Killa aggroed me instead of him. And he was like, run! And I, like, ran and I, like, juked Killa and I closed myself. And then he shot Killa again and pulled. And Desmond was with a with a 308 scar, I believe. So with, like, M80, M62. Desmond ran into a room in Pinewood on streets. Closed the door behind him because he knows Killa's AI is, is just basically... At this point, Killa's just going to chase him down. He's Desmond is prone with the door closed, aiming at the door. Killa phases through the door, back out of the door. The door opens, bop, 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 three shots to the face. Killa still one taps him. And I'm like, if Desmond can't abuse this guy's mechanics, he's broken. Like, you know what and I mean? Like, can. he's the best. He's one of the best players in the world. He did everything right minimize recoil, maximize angle on Killa, pre fired him, and Killa one taps him. And it's like, now now he had hurt Killa so bad, Killa ran to heal, and I killed Killa. But I was like, I don't feel good about that kill. Desmond did all the work. Guess you better than Desmond confirmed. Yeah. So, like, it was. it's just so, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Um, uh, the other thing, fixes for the incorrect sound and volume of gunshots and explosions at short distances. That's when I didn't necessarily realize that they were incorrect sound and volume of some of those gunshots so it should be long distances then it would make sense to yeah me. it could be it could be a bug where um i think we talked about this bug it, there's a bug where uh so like there's on semi-auto guns you remember they added the uh cap the click cap like you you can't click certain so fast there's a yeah. bug where so if you have an rsas and you're clicking as fast as you can in a panic you're only shooting as fast as the gun will let you 
on my client, every click is a gunshot. So it sounds like you're full autoing or macroing your your uh, RSAS. I have a clip of Desmond was running an RSAS and I have the clip from Sealable's stream. And De they were fighting the goons and Desmond's like, burn it, burn it, burn it. And we were like, brother, how, like, are you, you're macroing. And then you look at Desmond's clip and it's like, pop, 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 pop. It's crazy. Well, is there a chance? Was he actually clicking as fast as he was shooting on the other screen, or was it probably? Was it like it was like slow enough that somebody could click that fast? So the theory is that it's not like the the old bug back in the day where like somebody would full auto and you'd kill him, and the full auto would just stay playing for forever and ever and ever. Yeah, like I wonder if the, the audio is duplicated yeah. or whatever. Um, but either way, there's a bug where not on your client. If you're the one with the RSS, that's not on your client. It's on everybody else's client. It sounds like that, which is crazy because there are people that cheat and use like macros or use cheats for like full auto SVDs and full auto RSSs and stuff like that. And that it's, it would be to, to any... To a random person, that would be indiscernible, right? You wouldn't know, like, oh, that could be the bug, right? You'd just be like, yeah. that dude's cheating. Um, um, so that's the thing. So maybe that's like part of it. Uh, and then, and then the last one on this is hilarious because, like, I can't count how many times I've seen this fixes for the incorrect movement of bots in the prone position. I just like how many times have we seen? How many? They keep, you know, it's weird. They keep forgetting to remove that from the patch notes. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, they just, copy paste the patch notes from the last time, and they forget to remove. They always half the forget shit. the last. That and um, <laughs> fixes for the memory leaks. Um, <laughs> those are the two that are always there. So that was the first patch outlined on the roadmap. Relatively small patch, and they labeled it as such. Technical update. Uh, there are some kind of curveballs in there where like changes to the headset system and rework of the skyboxes on all locations. Like that that kind of leads to believe that this patch is a little bit more than just like a let's deploy this technical patch ASAP to fix the flashlight bug. And then the wording of the flashlight thing is a little interesting. It kind of sounds like they're doing a little bit more work than just fixing that bug. So it's hard to tell if this patch is like days away or weeks away, right? I have no idea. Um, the second patch is literally just the transition to Unity 2021. That's it. There's no other patch notes there. Uh, once again, no dates. That's not even a named patch because the first one is update 13.0.5. And then just transition to Unity 2021. And then 13.1 is the... Uh, well, once again, it's called another technical update. Um, which is interesting. Uh, and this is like basically everything they talked about that is coming as a result of Unity 2021. Uh, fundamental changes to the architecture of the display and synchronization of players on the client and their connection to the server, including... The gradual increase in the number of players and bots in the raid to 60, improving hit registration. Increase players and bots. Yeah, dude. That, that's a that's an additional caveat that was never. Uh, they've always said PMCs, and all of a sudden it's like players and bots. No. Like, okay. Well, well I, now I don't know. I don't know what to say there. Not only not only has he said PMCs in the in the not only on the podcast did he say PMCs, but he was actually explicitly questioned. Do you mean players and player scavs? And he looked into the camera and said, no, 60 PMCs. And then they put on the freaking thing, number of players and bots in a raid to 60. So I just don't 
know how to answer that question. I don't know. The answer is potato. That's it. That's it. We're just going to wait and see. Like it is it's, it's They're doing everything they can to give is, the impression of moving the goalposts without <laughs> It is as if they are doing everything in their power to be as explicitly confusing as possible. It's it is truly mind-blowing. I don't know. I don't know. Improve hit registration, increasing the accuracy of positioning, position matching of players on the server and the client. Noticeable increase in FPS and online raids, reducing the chance of encountering the desynchronization with the server, network traffic optimizations. There's a new culling system of on the on the old locations, because I think they said that they had already implemented that on like streets, like and maybe lighthouse or something. I don't know. Uh, optimizing RAM consumption, including eliminating the elimination of possible memory leaks, and optimizing the render system for semi-transparent materials. So it's probably like we're going to fix the glasses bug that we've had for a million years. <laughs> I hope so. There's that. There's all sorts of weird stuff with glass, man. We're like, um, we're like Desmond will shoot a, a window in front of me. I will see the glass pieces fall to the ground. He'll jump out the window and I can't jump out the window because the window is still the there is still and there. I have yeah, to yeah. shoot it again. There's a bug on streets where certain places in like some of the train cars that are in the middle of the road, if you lean a certain way, the glass disappears. Like your sight picture just gets clear and it's like, and then it comes. I've seen that on reserve. It's on reserve. Um, so like there's lots of weird stuff with, with glass, the glasses and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that, um, so, so, okay. They, the fundamental changes to the architecture of display and synchronization of players is one bullet point. Then there's, Reduce the chance of encountering desync, and then another one is <coughs> increase the accuracy of positions of the players on the server. Well, that, that to me seems like three different ways of saying the same thing. Well, yeah. So, so he's saying that the it's saying that this patch is fundamental changes to the architecture of display of the players, the client, the server, oh, including like including like basically this is what you should see as a result of those things. It should have put fundamental changes to the architecture of display and synchronization of players on the client and their connection to the server, including changing the architecture of display and synchronization of yeah. players, synchronization of players on the client, <laughs> yeah, synchronization of players on the client and their connection to the server, yeah, as well as the fundamental changes to the architecture of display. Yeah, like, naturally. Oh, God. Now, <clears throat> this is like... So this is it, right? This is this this is it. That's the most important thing ever That's in the, the history. It's of the most that is the that is the most important patch ever. Of Tarkov all, lives or dies based yes, on that. Uh, that's that's what I'm getting at. That is exactly what I was getting at. If this now now that doesn't mean, and I think you would agree, that doesn't mean that when this patch drops, there are no bugs, right? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean that because. Nikita was pretty clear, as clear as he could be, that, like, this is a result of them basically doing the meme, which is, like, let's rebuild the game. Like, not all of it, but they, they're basically going in and cutting out and, and taking the plate of spaghetti and throwing it into the trash because yep. they have a new system and that they've spent, I don't know how long working on, they've spent a lot of time, I, whatever. But he, he is stated that like like this is a this was a huge undertaking and this is basically the meme so connecting this to all of the systems in the game that are still in their own right pretty spaghetti 
is a is a very good thing, but that doesn't mean that that this Tarkov lives or dies by how this runs on day one. Yeah, I yeah, know. But for sure. Six months, three, four, five, six months into this patch being fully integrated and them having time to fix it, Tarkov lives or dies by this patch. By 13. If we still have 1, the desync, yes. if they still have the desync, then they'll never exactly. not have desync. Exactly. If we still die two seconds behind cover. If we still get it, it ginormous uh, frame rate dips, if you still can't run freaking customs at higher than 70 FPS on a on a modern machine after this patch is fully integrated and and worked out, it's never gonna get better. <laughs> like like yeah. this this is it, which is exciting and terrifying. This is exactly what we wanted them to do for so long right and it and the way he made it sound is that this is something they've been working on for a while that's not like they've started doing this they are finishing it up and they're working on it but like we have said countless times on this podcast that all of the cool features in the world mean nothing if the player can't trust what they hear trust what they see um a lot of people a lot of people responded to any tweet about this and said no mention of cheaters rip which i actually i'm sure they're gonna stop yeah i actually understand that because people don't understand how this is working and i can't necessarily expect them to be as invested in tarkov as i am if you are as invested as i am you'll know that like basically what nikita said on the podcast was that these changes to how they're restructuring the netcode what information is on the client what information is on the server and how those things are communicated. Basically what he said is that's going to be one of their single greatest leaps in anti-cheat because the way a lot of cheats are developed, take advantage of the spaghetti code or take advantage of just a less than optimal way the code was written originally. So by rewriting it and by rewriting it, very aware of how people cheat in their game, so he said that on the podcast. They didn't list that here as it will be. And and it's full copium, right? I'm not saying that I'm not saying it will 100% be successful. I'm saying that this is also anti yeah, and, and, You know what I mean? And, and another another thing worth mentioning there too is that like the way the game is now, the spaghetti code allows the cheaters to hide in plain sight. Yeah. There is no how how many times have we said that there's no way to tell if there's a cheater oh, or if it's desync. Oh, such a good point. Yep. Well, now if desync is gone, yeah, or, you know, obviously asterisk. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, but now if you're dying behind a wall, it's it's you that can, much more likely the person was shooting you through a wall or ricocheting bullets around corners and all kinds yes. of other shit, right? Like, yes. um, like in it, normal games when you play and you can feel something as sus, you're like, he shot me through a wall or he wall banged me and he couldn't. But in this game. You can, I mean, I just like, I always go back to that clip with Vibin where I was like, I mean, I was like, cheater, dude. And then you see his clip and he slow leans around the corner and shoots me in the yep. head. And I'm like, he just wasn't even on my screen. And you're just like, so yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point that this game has beaten doubt into every circumstance and, and just not knowing if it was suspicious or not. So not only do they get to hijack the, the uh, vulnerabilities of the code, but they get to hide in plain sight. And so few people report because in the back of their mind, they go, could have been desync, could have been hit reg, could have been or this. Or everybody reports all the time. Yeah, or you get the people that mass report because they won't, don't accept those things and their reports don't get seen because they mass report everybody. So this is it. Like this is everything. 
Um, you know, the only the audio isn't on here as an explicit thing. They said that they're working on Oculus in the previous technical patch. And I'm sure that that's something that they'll basically when on the podcast, they said that that's just, they're going to continue to iterate on that and try all those things. But this is it, man. This is everything. This is optimizing the game, giving us more FPS, reducing the desync, reworking the net code, reworking the network infrastructure, hopefully, like making it much harder for people to cheat, making the people who do cheat much easier to catch like this. Yeah, this is, this is it. So it's terrifying, but God, I hope, I hope it's, I hope it works. Now we'll come back to another reason why I think this road wrap was good when we roll through, um, <coughs> the, um, uh, the 14.0 stuff. But the next patch here is patch 14.0. And this is labeled content update. Uh, and in this, we're supposed to get the Streets of Tarkov expansion, the BTR on streets, new boss for streets, vaulting, the armored plates for body armor and the rework of the hitboxes, full kit presets, weapon animations when interacting with cover. I don't know if that's just a long way of saying the new blind fire animations. Or not. Did they also say mounting? Not mounting, but like... That's coming later on. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually later on this list. Um, but it could oh. be it could be like high ready. Like if you run into a wall. Like in ready or not, depending on how you run into a wall, the gun will go up or down, and that kind of helps. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, left shoulder shooting. Hideout expansion. Randomized loot containers. Rework of the recoil mechanics of all weapon types. Quick pistol transition. Suppressor durability, sound variations, subsonic ammunition, ammunition loading interface, sight brightness adjustments, the UI rework, quest rebalance, rebalancing of levels, skills, and mastering, bipods and stabilizing firearms with cover, choosing which body part to heal via hotkey, helmet flashlight, which I'm assuming means rework because we have them, meds, food, consumption upon double click, praise God. Uh, the new weapons and other. They should have. I, I really wish it was 14.0.0 content update. Seasons three and four of Chronicles of Rigi and then nothing else. And then nothing raid else. Raid season two. Yeah. Raid season two. Uh, behind the scenes director's cut DVD for sale. On, um, oh my God, bro. Oh my only $29. God. Only $29.99 if you purchase the OD. Yeah. Now, the thing I'm the most excited about is the meds and food consumption upon double click because I'm always a hungry guy. And if you're also a hungry guy, you should use this week's sponsor. I couldn't think of a better transition. Nom, nom, nom. I couldn't think of a better transition. I do want to take a second and thank the sponsor for this week's episode before we dive into the content update. <laughs> that was just as cringy as possible. That's kind of what I was going for. Um, but thank you so much to Factor for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and, and getting us to this position. Uh, but a huge thank you to, to Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, I can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Uh, we've been sponsored by Factor before. We've gotten some Factor boxes. We've eaten their food. We've drank their smoothies. And uh, so... It's, it's a really cool system where the big thing here is they're ready to eat meals. All you got to do is heat them up, which is awesome for guys like us that are just in our offices 
all day long gaming. Uh, the big thing for me about these things is convenience. Uh, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like trying to cancel a gym membership or anything. Everything is convenient. You can pause a week if you want to. You can pick right back up the next week. You can reduce the amount of meals you get this week to save money or because you're doing something or maybe you're going out this weekend, you can increase the amount of meals next week. The convenience factor of there are meals that are under 550 calories per serving. They have a protein plus section that has over 30 grams of protein per serving. They have keto options. They have all sorts of stuff. So the convenience is insane. Um, it's There's 34 chef-preferred, dietitian-approved weekly options. So not only do you get all that convenience, but it's not like you're stuck with like there's four different things to choose from. They have 30, 34 different meals to pick from every single week. So it's kind of just like super easy, super convenient, super delicious. It's just good. Yeah, and, and any, anytime you can have something that both that I like and my wife likes that's also healthy yeah that's also convenient is basically impossible yeah uh, it kind of hits all the things so. of healthy too because not only is it actually real food <laughs> like you know what i mean but it's also like the portions are a big thing the portions were a big concern of mine with stuff like that because like yeah. i tend but the thing is, is I tend to overeat because I feel like I need more than I do. So the portions were enough that I always felt full. You know what I mean? Even if when when I heated it up, I was like, this isn't going to be enough. But it was. So not only is it actually real food, but you end up eating a more appropriate amount of food at your meal, which was pretty nice as well. Um, <clears throat> so... It's awesome. You can head to factormeals.com slash podcast 40 and use code podcast 40 to get 40% off your first box. That is podcast 40 at factormeals.com slash podcast 40 to get 40% off your first box. Huge thank you to Factor for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Indeed. Indubitably. Um, okay, so 14.0 content update. All those things. Here's where the like, you know, bear with me on the, tin, not necessarily tinfoil hat, but like, you know, I, I've got the whiteboard and I'm connecting with the red, you know, I'm, it's the meme where I'm like, that, you know. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because on the podcast that they did, they showed us like a bunch of features, right? And the general vibe, like general drop because of every other podcast they've done like every podcast when they show us features you can tell there's like these three are probably coming in the next wipe and these they were just showing like or talking about like they're coming eventually right like yeah yeah okay soon tm soon tm everything that they talked about including the things that seems to be omega far away and including the things that seems to be basically ready for the next wipe we're all listed in this patch, which either means they're all like the things we thought that were super far away are ready earlier than we thought, or it has to mean the things that seemed really close are just coming way later. Right. That was what was, <laughs> that was what, we, yeah. which is prop, which is objectively the, the more likely scenario, right? I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like, we're getting all this by summer. I'm saying I found that to be interesting because some of the features seemed like they were showing them off as if they were ready to be put in the game. And this stuff came in with like, like, for example, 
shoulder swapping, bipods, and stabilizing firearms with cover, um, and and maybe even vaulting. That kind of stuff seemed like because he was so like eh, about the vaulting, he was like, it's not ready. That stuff seemed like in a few wipes, right? But like the ewers or interface rework, I thought we were going to get that like the next wipe. Yeah. That seemed ready. You know what I mean? So like the, oh, and another suppressor durability, sound variation, subsonic ammunition. I've, yeah, sure. I knew that those were confirmed features, but I was like, way later right so the fact that that is in the same patch with the user interface rework and the hideout expansion that they talked about and the streets expansion that he literally said was like it's like done we're finishing up the streets expansion it's a confusing list of features does that make sense what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah yeah like um i, I I'm, I'm trying to like think I mean, I see, like, it seems like 14.0 would have to be at least a year from now. Like, if you just asked me to, to, to and, and again, this is completely, I'm yeah. like 1% educated on this. Um, yeah. But just, like, knowing what I know, I would think that, that Unity, the different technical updates, including all of the, the net code and everything like that, you're talking at six to nine months at least. Yeah. Like, at least. And then all of the stuff around stabilizing, fixing, addressing, adjusting, whatever, changing in priorities. And then you have the biggest list on all these things after that. Yeah. With a million things that are all going to be intertwined and break. Yeah. You know, like, imagine switching shoulders. 100%. After, with, with a, switching shoulders while a fucking gun has a bipod mounted on a thing that you're vaulting over. Yeah. Like, all the... Yeah. Like, oh, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that has to be at least a year from now. That I mean, the the way I put it was like I, uh, yeah, I was like this could be our December wipe, maybe even later, right? Like it. Talking about fourteen point oh. Yeah, but but it literally could be like I I really have no idea, but but that's what I'm saying. Is I think that, like April wipe. That's March what I'm saying. Wipe. Is it's confusing, and I'm not saying that that's not like possible. That's probably very yeah. possible. I'm just saying like it's confusing because. They did the podcast and they've been tweeting out the streets expansion pictures and they showed us a bunch of these features. And like he talked about the streets expansion. He was like, it's basically ready, but it's not like like the the next expansion isn't the it, that's not bringing streets to its full. But it's just like this is the first of a few expansions we're going to do to streets. Those things seemed like he was they were like so ready to come out. Um, but, then, but then, like drops. you said, these things are so there's just so many breakable things in this patch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to drop some of these things in the con 14 maybe. content update. Probably drop a few of them potentially if things are going well early. Maybe. I, and like, that maybe would make they've the learned most their lesson sense. and they're going to under promise and over deliver as opposed to doing the opposite. That, that would be interesting. Done. That would be super interesting. It would just be weird because at that point, why show the roadmap? So I think the roadmap is good because. Everybody up yeah. and saying we need a roadmap. Maybe. I think this roadmap is really good because it lets us know the order of operations. Because after the podcast, that last devcast, you and me talked about it, and I've been saying it ever since. Like, I don't care about vaulting. I don't care about the streets expansion, all that stuff. I oh I said since the podcast, I said the network stuff he talked about 
is the most important thing for Tarkov's history. And it's cool to see that that's how their priorities are. All the yep. cool content on the roadmap is after. Now, like you said, they might say, oh, you know, we're a little delayed here. We're going to pull these two features because these are the ones that are the most ready and we're going to put that in because this bad. They might do that. But the fact that the optimizations are more important than the content like is what the 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 Twitch chat, the Reddit has been saying for years. Fix the game, right? So like the fact yeah. that they have it on here, right? Before we get the streets expansion, before we get all this other cool stuff, they're pushing out this big giant infrastructure change. And that's good. And this lets us know that, right? That they're doing it before they're putting out any more guns or more anything. No, they took all the fucking 3D artists and they're training them how to write net code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing what the redditors wanted them to do which is yeah pull the know, map designers take, pull the modelers take all the the stunt doubles from put them all on episode 17 and yeah they're they're working on fucking audio yeah um so very interesting flow here the other thing that i was thinking of is like think about think about how different PvP is going to feel if the roadmap is to believe to be believed one day the game is going to be like it is right now and the next day we're going to have vaulting shoulder swapping complete rework of the armor hitboxes and a complete rework to the recoil system we're just going to wake up one day and all of those things will be in the game. Like, think about how yeah. fundamentally different PvP is going to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to completely change. Be it can't be worse than it is now. So Exactly. I mean That's what I'm saying. Being able to hold left side angles, being able to vault up on stuff. I, I lost a crazy fight today because I couldn't make a jump. And I was like, this was the perfect thing that I was like, if I could have vaulted up here, I would have been able to get this guy. Um, lot, Dude, lots of stuff. The recoil rework, who knows what that's going to be like. But, yeah. A lot of different stuff in there. And it once again, we're, we're beaten down by the game. But it is hard for the inner child in me not to get excited about some of this stuff. Like the um, <coughs> stabilizing firearms, like suppressor durability. Like I always just think about, like I've talked about it last week, like the freaking... Daisy, you make the suppressor water bottle and you're like, I only have two shots with this, right? Like, I'm going to make them count. Like, they're never going to allow us to make suppressors with water bottles. But, like, thinking about that, like, you put, am I, am I going to put a suppressor on this HK? Because if I mag dump three people, it's going to break. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've wanted shoulder swapping for a really long time. Full kit presets, vaulting, streets expansion. Like, it's... It is a the a dense dense list of content. So, I don't you think know. they're gonna have uh, a, le a like a left hand skill weapon handling skill and a right hand weapon? Yo, probably, probably. Yeah, I'm like equally worried and excited about every single one of these things, right? Like because <laughs> I like I see the potential for them to just be like so broken, but I also see the yeah. potential for them to be so good. Like shoulder swapping could be so sick. Being able to hold off angles would completely change the way PvP is. Like, be, being able to have the same advantage of a right side on a left side makes the whole game different if you can swap quickly. You know what I mean? If it's like a 14-second 
he's got to adjust his underwear, you know what I mean? And then pull, you know, put the gun up, then it's a useless thing that shouldn't even be added to the game. But if it's just like a quick boom, boom, grab swap, and then I can lean left sick dude you know what i mean yeah like, see, I, I care less about the leaning and more about the blind fire honestly like oh imagine yeah. being in factory factory hallway and the and sorry um factory office and there's somebody on the right stairwell uh-huh uh-huh like behind being the filing cabinet yep and the new blind fire animations look so much better they yeah. look like an actual closer to a 90 degree blind fire and not like a 40 degree where you kind of had to like be a weird way you know what i mean now, I we've said many times I'd love for them to bring back the ability to move while blind firing. That'd be sick. But um, the blind fire, the weapon animations, mounting weapons, um, ammunition loading interface. I think that means like, like a like a surgery kit, like where you can tab out and it's still happening, and you can like load your ammo. I think that would be huge. Um, I thought didn't they talk about like being able to custom load mags with like the bullets? How you wanted like alternating? Yes, that's what I assumed that that was. I don't, I don't know. They talked about an ammo loading thing on the podcast, and then I thought somebody reached out and he was talking about that. But then I watched Nice Guy's video, and apparently Nice Guy reached out and confirmed that this means that. But I don't know. It's all very loose, fast and loose. Quick pistol transition is such a huge quality of life thing for me that completely like changes how viable sidearms are in the game. Right? You know what I mean? Especially if you're running something like a Val, right, with a 30-round mag. How many times have you, with a with a, with a a gun like the Val that shoots really fast, you know, it's like, oh, three-man, boom, boom, your spray transfer, the second guy, you run out of ammo. If this, if you still have the power position, that guy's got his pants down, and you've got a 5-7, bop, 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 like, real quick. So sick. Like, the plays are going to be so sick. Tons of quality of life. I Now, I get so much more frustrated at the UI now that I've seen what the new one's going to look like, like when yeah. I'm, if when I come back from the lighthouse Island and I'm selling, I got to sell these wires to therapists and this to that. And these, I should sell on the flea and this, I need to sell to peacekeeper and this, I want to sell to this person. And I just like thinking of like, all I'd have to do is click peacekeeper, sell this therapist, sell this. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So like, the that's what that I've been dealing with because I can, I, you know, have been able to picture better UX for every single feature yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, the moment you see what things could be. Yeah. It's like when like, you told me about like, are, why are you lagging so much? And I'm like, what? And then I could never unsee it. It's yeah. like that with the UI now. I saw what it's going to be and I can't unsee it. And now I just get so frustrated. So like so many quality of life stuff. A lot of the stuff on here is like, LOL. Okay, bro. You know what I mean? Like rebalance of quests, levels, skills, and mastering. It's like, Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's no information on that's what that means. I don't know if that, like, there's, like, when I read that, I'm like, that's a coin flip on if this new system is better or worse, right? Like, well, I don't. But, it, but here's the thing. Before, Nikita has always talked about it, like, a re, like, they're going to rework the entire system. This is a rebalance. Yeah. So that's, like, we're going to adjust the rewards, the level requirements, and the order of things. Yeah. Which is, like, dog, that ain't what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's those things will improve. Yeah. The overall experience, but, but like the problem with the quests are numerous and they aren't the rewards and the order and whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the lore, the incentivizing, the communicating, the, the information, the fact yeah. that like 
Dude, oh my god, you know, I've seen three separate videos about three different video games. Um, actually, two of them were like video essays, one of them was Asmongold responding to like a Diablo video or, or a Path of Exile or something. Where and where I've heard you, if you have to use a wiki to play a game, yeah, you're fucking doing it wrong. Yeah, three different times in the last week, I've seen videos where three different yep. people have, and I'm like, oh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You know, and you need a wiki for this game. You need a wiki. You need an ammo chart. You need maps. You need uh, a, a, a playlist of videos from the top creators explaining a bunch of the yeah. other things. You need a you need a tracker to tell where a certain bosses are. A separate tracker, community driven tracker to see where the bosses are. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um. So. But, but, big, big, big but. If you take it at face value and you say, hey, they've been communicating much better recently. They've been communicating much more. They've been communicating more things that they don't normally communicate about, like super small changes. The podcast that they did was much more transparent. The podcast that they did, they spent the majority of it talking about the actual things that we have wanted in the game. Then they released this mode map, which literally lines out that they want to do the most important things first, then add content later. Mm -hmm. On some level, I'm like, okay, sick. There's, of course, a part of me, a huge part of me, that's I'll believe it when I see it, and this all could be a year away. But it's it's a... I've been battling with, uh, you know, a lot of people. I, I, I retweeted this roadmap, and I was like, sick. Love to see this. Love that we got an order of these things. Like, thank you. And I got a lot of people that were like, don't you dare uh, pat them on the back for the bare minimum. This is the stuff they should have been doing for years. And you're just setting a bar low for them. And they're, they're going to be able to do anything and get your praise. And on, on, on some level, I see the nugget in what those people are trying to say. But I just have a really hard time not being the guy that's like, I wanted a thing to be better, and it's getting better. I'm not people... saying that I put my life in their hands. I'm saying I wanted it to be better, and I'm getting exactly what I want. The, the and people, I'm just what, tweeting what about saying, it, right? Like, it's not that big of a saying, deal. Nah, dude, what the people are saying about, about what you've been saying is they're taking the most unreasonable... Um, interpretation of your yeah, words. Yeah. There is somebody who could think this way, that person would say that thing. And then they assume that that's you without yeah, realizing yeah. that there's a million people coming from a million different perspectives that would say, <laughs> yeah. that would say this is good or this is bad or whatever, you know? So it's just they're, they're, they're projecting. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, which is part of the reason why both you and I do something that both you and I should do less. But it's unfortunate that we kind of can't do less, which is having to fucking caveat everything all the yeah. time. But the, the reason why is because, spoiler alert, I'm sorry to break it to you. Most people are fucking stupid. Yeah. And they don't fucking listen and they don't use their heads and they're not critical thinkers. Yeah. So if you don't say the stupid, obvious shit, like it's, to all the people that say, you don't have to caveat these things, dude, all this yeah. stuff, they don't realize 
they're not smart enough to see that not everybody is smart enough to understand yeah. all of the undertones to so many Dude. so many of the things. I, I'm just gonna say it. It's yeah. fucking frustrating. I kind of had a moment the other day, dude. I, I I checked the the comments on the podcast, and somebody specifically was like, "Bro, Jesse caveats every single thing he says with a million things." Like, dude, just get to your point. And I had this moment where I was like, "Man, like, I caveat what I say so as to avoid arriving here at the comment section and having somebody tell me what I said was wrong or tell me how to speak." And, and it never and, worked and fully. That, and the caveats that prevent that from happening uh, arrived this guy at the comment section typing out a comment of how I should speak. And I had this moment where I was like, what do I, like, you just like, you can't, you just, it's, it's, it is an, an impossible, it is an impossible thing. Like, I am just. Dude, I had a little I was mini. I had a little mini breakthrough, not, a, I don't want to say breakthrough, but it was like a, a perspective shift that I need to spend some more time thinking about during my last therapy session last Saturday. <clears throat> and it, I was actually talking about some of the things adjacent to this stuff, talking a little bit about what we had talked about with that whole cheater thing. Yeah. Um, basically me having troubles saying like, I have these good intentions, but, and there's these ethical struggles about not knowing what's the right thing yeah and 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 my therapist basically asked me the question I, i'm not going to be able to put into words exactly what she said but basically it, it was along the lines of think about all the people in history that have had to make the decisions like do we drop the bomb on japan do we yeah. like how, how did all of these people make the decisions where it's like we have to send people into normandy yeah they know that yeah. Millions of people you know, are going to just die, but you have to zoom out and not look at the individual yeah. things. Not And like, I need to think more about that perspective because I think there's some significance there yeah. about she's like people who are great and people who make a difference. Like you kind of can't possibly succeed when you're zoomed in on the micro, when yeah. I'm focused on the one comment or the one person in chat. Or the one issue that I'm worried about. Yeah. When I'm focused on the minority who are going to, um, you know, misinterpret something. I don't know. Dude, there's, there's something yeah. more to that. I know for sure. I really want to dwell sure. on. That's an interesting. It's like a that's a much more nuanced perspective on that subject than just like someone in chat being like, just ignore the trolls. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more to that. Yeah, just ignore the trolls <laughs> is the most it. pointless yeah. trolly way of just copy pasting like a cliche. It's yes. useless and it's annoying. Yeah. Um because it, it it fundamentally misunderstands so much context and perspective and assume at the same time assumes so much. Yes. Yeah. When someone yeah. says something when someone says something that frustrates you and then you point it out and they say don't listen to the trolls. Yeah. They assume that that other person is trolling. Rather than being ignorant, yeah. Rather than you having a bad day, rather than like, there's so many pieces there, and that they're assuming like, that it doesn't personally offend you, like, yeah. Like, like I, I feel like I have the right to defend myself if somebody makes a wild yep. accusation of me, and you being like, just don't feed the trolls, bro. It's like ignores the fact that like I'm a human too with feelings, and like, yeah, that guy just made something up about me, and if I just gloss over it, some of you might think it's true, and I don't want some of it. You know what I mean? It's like. 
There's a complete ignoring of of that fact of like you or I's feeling or perspective on the thing. Yeah, you might as well tell someone who's like an abuse victim, like just leave them. <laughs> yeah. Like like way to be <laughs> yeah. like quote unquote right while being exactly. a completely ignorant, callous douchebag at and the same time. Yeah, that's like and that, not helping. That feels like it is. It's like I can be right. You know, I can like 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 I can I can make this argument and and know that you could never argue against me because if you're like that's not it we'd be like well I'm just trying to, like you know you could you can kind of it's just like a free escape, you know what I mean like yeah and, and those are the people that are gonna be like they're gonna hear what I said about like this whole thing don't focus on the micro they're like dude we've been telling you that for yeah years yeah now. don't feed like, the oh truck. yeah. Well, you've been doing a really bad job because if, if you've been trying to communicate something and you've done it a million times and you haven't gotten it across and then someone words something differently and they get it across better. I don't know. Sounds like, you know, <laughs> yeah. could be a skill issue, yes. you know, like <laughs> skill issue, bro. Two separate times this week. I have been either acute. Well, one time I was accused, but then one time I was asked if I like uh and paid by Battlestate games and it's weird because like but ironically yeah somebody somebody today in chat they 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 like it's hard to tell if they were trolling or if they were like innocent af like you know what i mean but he was like he was like hey i was just wondering like do you have like a certain amount of like hours that you you have to stream escape from tarkov and like talk about the game and i was like no and then somebody on somebody and then another person was like came in and was being super snarky and I was like I was just like being like stop being such a dick and he was like yeah whatever we just know that you're a paid show for the game and those are the situations where it's like responding to that is such a lose-lose you know what I mean because yeah. like it's it's like this the playground arguments where they just try to elicit a reaction because any reaction can then be manipulated and put in the box of ah you reacted to that statement so it must be true if i'm like no i'm not yeah. they're like getting a little sensitive but what if i'm like dude you're an idiot they're like you didn't deny it you know it's the whole does your mom know you're gay you can't get yeah. out of it you know what i mean like but but then on the flip side there's also the oh he's not answering he's ignoring it oh exactly you, know, so you so it's like the problem is not how you respond. It's that people are fucking stupid yeah, douchebags. They can take any response and fill it into their perception of the world. It's the same thing yeah. with cheating. Like, I got into an argument, a funny argument, because I knew it was funny. He didn't realize it was a funny argument. I realized it was about how, like, uh, like almost all streamers cheat. Like, this is a well-known thing. Like, almost all the streamers cheat. You know what I mean? And it's just like... How else would anybody watch us? And it's like... And I was... I remember talking to Ammunition about it, and it's like... If you look at the world through the lens of what I believe is right and anybody that believes anything else is part of the conspiracy to cover up the fact that I'm right or whatever or like you're like it's just, you, you can't you're you you are you are an unchangeable thing you are you're cemented to the ground you'll never change right because every everyone's just part of the conspiracy at that point and so if you believe that all streamers are cheating well, th the reality is if you believe all streamers are cheating and believe that nothing can be said or done to prove that they're not, you're the idiot for bringing it up because like, what do you want? Right? Like, like, and that's what I told him. Like I, I was like, I want to sit on the corner of the street 
Yeah. And with with signs that they hand scribbled. Yeah. Saying the moon landing was fake and they want everybody to not think they're crazy. Exactly. And they, they and, want them to take them seriously. And when those people come up, all I want out of the conversation is basically to force them into a position where they have to admit that because that's when they they never admit it. But that's when they shut up. Yeah. Because if I'm like, if I'm like, what do you want out of this? Like, what can I say that convinces you? It's nothing, right? If I say this, you're going to say this. Like, like you're you're convinced. I think you're dumb, but you're convinced. So what do you want? Then they never say anything because the only way to answer that question is I just want to complain. I just want attention. Yep. I just want people to, you know what I mean? I want to recruit people to my cause. None of those things look good. So they shut up. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's weird. But I, But I just found it to be so interesting that I don't get those accusations too frequently, at least not to my face. Lots on like Twitter and in YouTube comments and stuff like that. But but in in Twitch chat live, I don't get those accusations to it. And but, I, but I, so I found it so funny that twice in the last week, when I'm at my lowest point ever with Escape from Tarkov, I, like you know what I mean? Like I we're we're like bashing it out on the podcast. I'm balding all day on stream about the game, and somebody's like, "I think you're a paid shell." I'm like, dude. What? <laughs> See, the thing is that I mean, it could very well be that those are the people that just go around all the streams and do that kind of thing. Yeah. And nobody's streaming Tarkov anymore. Yeah. So, so they got to me so faster. It, you're just more likely to get to yeah. any individual person. It's the same thing. Like somebody came in yesterday and was like, "Wow, dude, you burnt out on Tarkov." I'm like the fact that I'm not playing Tarkov is is an indication that I'm burnt out. But then you also see, at least Law, blah blah blah, all these different names that are also yeah not playing Tarkov, they're not burnt out. I'm sure it's not an indication. Like, what's the common denominator? Yeah. Like, maybe it could be the, an indication that Tarkov is in a bad place. <laughs> and if I was on or Tarkov, it could be a combination of, say, of all of those things. Bro, stop molding, go play another game. <laughs> Take yeah, a break. Or, or you're only doing it because you're a paid shill. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like, you know, playing video games for a living isn't the, the easiest thing on planet Earth. It's not that it's not easy compared no, to a yeah. lot of things, but you know, yeah, it's almost it's like easy in function, but extremely stressful and hard in like, like mental and stuff like that. Like it's, it's funny because like easy is such an interesting word. What I do is easy in the, in the term of like, I'm just playing a game. You play a game for fun. I play a game. I'm chatting and I'm doing stuff, labor. but it's easy, but Easy doesn't also does not describe um, the the difficulty of becoming successful at this, right? Because like yeah. there's what are the numbers? I forget. There's like like 13 million people that stream on Twitch at least once a week or something like that. It's like why aren't how many of them are supporting their families with that income, right? Statistically, that would mean it's not very easy. So it's like it's such yeah. a hard thing to convince people because like, yeah, like right now in this moment, I am playing video games and talking to my friends. That's a relatively easy thing to do. But you could make an argument that like LeBron James is playing basketball when he's on the court. He's playing the same game you play. So just go through whatever mental hoops you need to to figure out why LeBron James is LeBron James and you're not LeBron James when you're on the court. And then apply yep. some of that logic to I'm not LeBron James of Tarkov, but you know, I'm I'm on the bench. You know, I'm on the team at you're, least. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're not you're playing a game <laughs> yeah. for a living, right? Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's the same thing. I mean Yeah, and and, and I, I've never I've never in my thirty four years I had to think 
a minute. In my 34 years, I, other than, you know, like maybe when I was, the year I was 15, which was, you know, just like eighth to ninth grade is yeah. just a particularly, you know, challenging for, I think, some folks. Um, I'd never struggled with mental health stuff, never struggled yeah. with depression. And I've been through some shit, you know, yeah. um, until the last few years of streaming. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done. And yeah. I, you know, degrees and 10 years of working, you know, 15 years of working a number of jobs yeah. all over, the, all over the place. Uh, yeah. This is the hardest, most yeah. challenging thing. I never struggled with anxiety sure. before, before this. Like we, I mean, oh, same. yeah. Like, like just, uh, like, a like, did you, did you watch the show beef? It's a show on Netflix. It's a, it's a brand new show. It no. came out a few weeks ago. It's really interesting. A lot of people are classifying the genre of the show as millennial rage. It's a super, it was really good. It was really well acted. It was really good. And, and, and there's a lot to get into, but like the, like the theme of the show, not what it's about, but the theme of the show is the, basically the just like ever present weight and dread that lives in some of the younger generations and the way they spoke about it and manifest it and visualized it at parts in that show, I found like really like, you know, like something like when you're watching everything everywhere all at once and you're like, Oh, why does that make me feel so uncomfortable? Cause I just like, yeah. And, and I had never felt that before. I was such a carefree. We talked a little bit before about like, before I well, was like streaming, we were like so poor and it's like, I'm more, more anxious now than when I was much, much poorer than this. And yep. some of that is like just due to what I'm do like what I do, but but it's also like now that you've like once you've gone through a hard season and you're out of that season, there's like an ever present fear of returning. So the, yep. in a weird way, I found myself so much more anxious than when I when there were times in my life where I felt like there was nowhere to go, there was no hope. But I'm more nowhere anxious to go now. Up. Yeah, exactly. At the time, it doesn't feel like that, but then you're higher and you're like, and so yeah, like I like. Yeah, that bef never before streaming and like doing this and like being the boss of the whole or, you know, operation that I do. Like I felt I've like legitimately struggled with like anxiety and like needing to like go be outside. Like that's like a, it's like a decision. Why like we're like, like, hey, I, babe, I got to go outside a little bit. Like we got to go for a walk or something. You know what I mean? Like I've never struggled with any of that before. It's Dude, it, it, it hit me the other day when I actually went one of my one of my best friends um he's like in my wedding uh and everything um his and then his wife is like one of my my wife's best friends yeah we always get together as couples um her unfortunately her father passed away um mm. of cancer and so we went to went to the 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 services you know to support them and i just remember like walking back to my car afterwards and just being like like yeah why why is taking a, a deep breath yeah. of fresh air yeah on a beautiful you know 68 degree like why does this feel so fucking alien and like and so that's good a, like that's the it's a it's good but it's also like that's a problem yeah yeah you know yeah and and it's it used to be like nice to go down the street and like grab an iced coffee you know like yep. once a day just go grab an iced coffee you know yeah and now it's like I'll, I'll sit and I'll think like, you know, just yeah, I, I have a box of Red Bull. I'll just grab a Red Bull or whatever. Like, yep. 
and it's like why why the fuck there's something about like, this whole content creation thing or whatever that's like the seven minutes it takes me to get some fresh air and it, it's but but I, but I but I could start my stream now yeah yeah or I, I could know. edit this or I could finish this thumbnail it only take me yeah. a few more minutes like yeah dude I did the same thing my wife asked me to take the trash out and the and she'd already taken the trash out to the curb but I had the bag in the house she was like can you take it out and like ten minutes later I come in the house and she was like are you okay and I just I threw it in and then I walked up into our driveway and I just looked out and the sun was setting and it felt nice outside and I was just like. And I didn't do anything. I just stood there outside looking at our neighborhood. And I was like, whoa. Life, you know? And she was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I haven't been outside in like two weeks, dude. Like, <laughs> Man, between between getting deep into content creation in the last couple of years and COVID, that that right there is is like, I think, going to have lasting, lasting impacts on so many people. Yeah. Um, it's a weird fucked up combination of things that yeah like 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 i'm gonna say this knowing that like uh, i'm sure there's someone i'm gonna be insensitive to somehow but <laughs> to me like the pandemic's over yeah, yeah yeah you know like i was at the hospital and nobody was wearing masks yeah at the hospital you know like it's functionally over yeah and yet it still feels like there's yeah the world is different now for sure Sure. And I'm different now. And it's For fucking sure. and it's like some of it is hitting that like 30 something year old mark. Some of it is, but then there's that plus the pandemic. Yeah. Plus all of the shit, man. It's yeah. It's been rough. Yeah. And actually that reminds me too. There was so many fucking comments on the last video. People saying just nice things about like me dealing with my grandmother and all that stuff. So I have to say I I wanted to open the fucking podcast with that, but I forgot because of all the technical shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, huge thanks to everybody. I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Those are the, those are the moments because I was reading through some of those too, and those are the moments where you're like, like when like we uh we've talked a lot before about like at, in in a neutral zone we tend uh, more negative, like society. Like the, in a neutral zone, the comments, if there's a thousand comments on a video, most of them will be negative, right? Like, you know, you've got your your true, like the true fans that are chill, that are super dope, but then like there's people who always nitpick. But when there's a catalyst, like you bringing up that like hard thing, it flips that. And like so many of the people in the neutral zone then come out to be like, dude, I'm sorry. Like that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like you go through that and you're like, holy cow. You're like just reminded like you guys are sick. Like you guys are awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I was thinking through that too. And I was like, damn. And it's unfortunate. I mean, it's the same way in like real life where, for sure. You know, like when, when somebody who was like loved in a community, you know, maybe dies young or something. And it's like thousands of people show up to the service, you know, it's like, yep. it's amazing. But at the same time, like, man, it sucks that that's what it takes. Yeah, exactly. You know? For sure. I mean, it's the same thing when you if you have great service at a restaurant, you're like, you just a lot of times you just think it. You're like, oh, that was yep. that was good. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, we should say those positive things more, you know? Oh, man, that reminds me. I remember <laughs> there's a, a restaurant that uh, a really good Mex Mexican restaurant that me and my wife always go to when, when we go to um, Sedona. And I remember last time we were there, the waitress for some reason, it, she was just like stood out to us as being like just exceptional service. And we like made sure to like go on fucking Yelp and like 
review her and, and even like asked to talk to her manager yeah which i'm sure at first was probably like oh god you yeah. know <laughs> and and we you know like me and my wife we try to do this as much as we can where it was like i you need to know as her boss that she, that she's special and you know yeah. like she made us we're gonna come back here every time and you know and i remember that we did that and then like two years later we were recently this was a couple months ago we were back in sedona and she was dealing with the table like down the way and we had a separate server and it, they were saying like oh you were so nice you've been so helpful and i was like that's the same like i recognized her. that's like, the awesome. same woman saying we like flagged her down and she like remembered that we were from fucking new hampshire like all this that's stuff and crazy. it was like damn you know like yeah. So yeah, I mean more more of that shit needs to happen yep. when when people do more people need to do good things just because of the good things and then more people need to like thank people for doing good things. Yeah, and and yeah. recognize and recognize and appreciate recognize and appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. That was such a long tirade from what we were we were talking about the roadmap and then we were talking about how like people were telling me not to congrat like thank BHD and like it started there and then we ended all the way there. I love it, dude. Like I love it. That's what the podcast is about, man. Um, but ultimately <clears throat> Tarkov related, like it, yeah, the, the roadmap is here and who the hell knows anything, right? Like the, like we said, the, the red string is out in full force. Like I have the clip pulled up on my computer where like Nikita said, in the podcast, he was like, we are simultaneously preparing two patches, one that's going to come out in the late April or early May, and then one and then a big one in May. And so some people are like, oh, the late April, early May patch is 1305 and the late May patch is Unity 2021. And they're going to follow up with the, the technical update. And then we're going to get 14.0 as the summer wipe. Some people are like, some people, a, a lot of people are on this theory of like, this is going to be the wipe where they break the mold. We're not going to do a six month wipe. They're going to try and get all this like unity stuff out and in this wipe. And then they're going to wipe with 14.0 in like September or October. Some people are like, there's no way 14.0 is coming out this year. Like, just get that out of your head. And everybody's got their own theory and their own dates and stuff like that. It's hard because once again, People try, people are obviously just passionate about the game and they're excited about the game and they try to connect the dots of what Nikita said. He said there's two patches. He said some of this stuff is basically ready. He said the streets patch. So we try to, you know, connect the dots. I'm like full blown. I'm just in the, I'm in the inner tube on the lazy river that is Escape from Tarkov, man. I obviously White water rafting i mean obviously yeah, yeah the lazy river yeah i obviously want this stuff as soon as possible right as a gamer i'm so tired of wipes because i can't do these quests again as a content creator wipes are the best they're the best you know what i mean so if we wipe in the summer the, the thing is is that like i get what i want relatively soon either way right like the two theories are the two, the the three theories are we either get 13.0 13.1 which is the technical update with all the network fixes the three theories are we either get that really soon and then 14.0 in the summer that's fine we get that in the summer as our summer wipe and then we get 14.0 way later 
that's fine too because all i want are the network fixes or this is a longer wipe and we still get it soon so it's like the big thing for me is that it's 13.1 like you were saying earlier tarkov lives or dies by that patch and so the fact that that's pretty early on in the roadmap like once we get the unity 2021 patch that that's soon after i'm excited i'm just excited for that um other than that, there's been really no other Tarkov news. What's super surprising is that we haven't had another Chronicles of Rigi. They did that podcast. They launched episode one of Chronicles of Rigi. That led us into an in-game event. In the podcast, somebody somebody sent me the clip the other day. I don't have it up, but I can pull it up. Where he said, he was like, Chronicles of Rigi, Arena, Escape from Tarkov, all the stuff that's planned, it's all linked. And, it, and then we, we didn't get episode two. With the first season, we got like a new episode every weekend. Like, and oh, it's been yeah. like Arena's nowhere on that roadmap, too. Arena's, I wonder, if, yeah, Arena's nowhere on the roadmap. You think they punted on it? No, I think that they're just, I legitimately think that they just view them as separate entities. Like, I think that they could probably ship us a roadmap for that. Like, this is just like for Tarkov. Like, this is the escape from Tarkov roadmap. Like, this is how they're fixing that game. Um, I'm not saying that that means I think Arena's coming, you know, right around the corner. He literally said yeah. in the podcast, he was like, be on the lookout over the next six to eight months for more information on the arena. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's, but, um, but yeah, so like, I'm interested that we haven't gotten another Chronicles of Rigi because not because I'm like dying to see what happens to Rigi, but because he's made it clear that they want to connect all those things, events and wipes and, and the Chronicles of Rigi and arena because Chronicles of Rigi is all about the arena. He's made it clear yeah, yeah. they want to connect them. So if we're building up to something, it's it's weird that it's been so long since we've gotten an episode, uh, especially because they made such a big deal about the new season, like season two, episode one. And then we haven't gotten, I think we got season two, episode two, but we haven't got season two, episode three. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. Um, nothing else really happening. The only other funny thing was, um, um, you know the well there's a new bug that I found out about today. You know the um you know the little canted thermal that um yeah. nobody uses like yeah. ever. There's a bug. Well it's not it's not explicitly a canted thermal, but it's just a it's the little mini thermal that you can can't. Um you can can't you can huh? can't. There's a bug with that that um, I'm trying to find a clip of it so I can send you a screenshot. Okay, so it's like <laughs> it's like Photoshop layers. All right. Oh no. Okay. Here's the screenshot. <laughs> Look at that screenshot. <laughs> it's like the layer that is the thermal is above everything else. <laughs> so you can you can put it on a canted site. But you can see it no matter what. So it's on the right side of the scope, right? So if you, the weapon's just shouldered just normally, and not even shoulder, right? And have a voodoo. The voodoo normally would be totally blocking it, but you see a little purple triangle, or a rectangle that is the screen just sitting on top of the fucking scope, the and it just floats there, presumably. Like, yeah. Oh, and it works. 
So, like, you can see thermal signatures on it. Of course you can. Yeah. So, like, it... <laughs> dude, it's so... It's so scuffed. It's so... <laughs> Sorry, I hope Jesse sent that in JFIF. <laughs> um, it's so scuffed. So, that was a funny thing. And then, uh... <clears throat> um... And then, yeah, it's been, Tarkov's just been weird. I find myself, like, farming money a lot because the game is so much more fun when you don't run into anybody else. <laughs> like, I did an entire stream. The first day I went out and finally used the little wangle angle and went out onto the lighthouse with the thing where, like, and I can do it. I spent the whole night doing that, and I didn't kill... Veritas, I did a whole stream, a five-hour stream. I didn't not only kill a PMC, I didn't kill a scav. I didn't kill anything for five hours, and it was fun. You just farmed yeah. shit, and it was we, fun. I was, like, exploring the lighthouse, saying hey to Zarachi. I was talking to the lightkeeper. I was getting my first quest from him. I was making a bunch of money. I was, like, exploring all the places, getting the keys for it. It's like, that wouldn't be fun to do forever. But for those five hours, I was like... Was kinda, That's like No Man's Sky. Yeah, All I was, was doing was nice. just doing a little bit of then, mining and some building and some exploring and some flying around. And, and then and, today, uh, and then today we did it. Um, uh, I did three. I did three raids of streets, and I was in the raids for really long times, and I didn't see anybody. I didn't see a single PMC. I killed a bunch of scabs, but I didn't see any PMCs. And then Airwing hopped on, and me and Airwing ran the lighthouse for like three hours. So it was another like five hours of not seeing anybody. And then we hopped back to streets, and it was just immediately like spawn, die to two shots of Val SP6, even though I have a Gen 4 full on, spawn, die behind a wall, spawn. And it was just like, oh God. So it's been, it's been something. One week since you looked at me. Yep. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. That's all the Tarkov news we didn't crash once veritas it has to be discord bro it has to be something about the discord call or the window projector thing well no i had the window projector the same thing that's how i'm sharing my screen to you now oh the only difference is is that <clears throat> there's the discord call and there's that i'm sharing screen sharing yeah. the discord call i honestly what i might do is I might just like find somebody, maybe one of my mods or something, and I'll next Seriously. time I stream No Man's Sky, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna make a call. Let's make and a call, and I'm just gonna mute it, and then see if it crashes. And if it doesn't after a while, then I'm gonna then screen share and then see if all of a sudden. Oh it crashes. yeah, do it that way. Do just an audio call. Let that ride for a few hours. Then do a video. Because the the crash that I the crash that I get real quick is. Um, help crash reports show crash reports. It's the same stack trace every time, too. It says thread, whatever, RTMP stream send thread crashed. Hmm, RTMP stream. I mean, like, I know, like, what. That is like what it, I know what those individual things all mean. Yeah. Um. You, I think you'd have to probably know a little bit more about how OBS works under the covers, but yeah. 
Um, I don't know, man. It's the same exact, and that's the best thing. It's like if I could just get a human from OBS, you know, the the free fucking open source software. So it's like it's not like they've got customer service yeah. lines or whatever. I um, wonder if uh, I have an issue where it's an identical crash trace every time, and it's yeah. re very reproducible. I, but I can't, I can't, uh, I don't have it in me to be like. I'm a fucking noteworthy content yeah. creator. Like all of these help kids who are like streaming to zero viewers that yeah. are like, oh my God, help me with the thing that everybody needs to help me right now. Please, oh God, I'm trying to do this stupid thing and it's irrelevant. I'm like, my, my I, I can't do my job, you know, like yep. Yep. fucking help me. I wonder if you could like try, well, I, I definitely think that you're on the right track with like, try to now like slowly reintroduce discord and see if you can get it. Because if you do several hours of a call and it's chill and then you start the video up and if it crashes within the first five minutes, now we like, know it doesn't, we don't know if it's discord's fault or OBS's fault, but we at least know at the point at which failure is going to happen. And it was interesting because somebody said disable hardware acceleration and you said it was already done. You can disable hardware acceleration for the video streams in discord settings. Like, I wonder if that would be something to try. I'm pretty sure I did that. And oh. I disabled the hardware acceleration in OBS for browser sources, mm. which I thought might have also been related to the whole yeah. activity feed chat. Yeah. So Freaking I've, I've weird, just like dude. turned it all off. Well, at least for tonight, we didn't crash. We got through a whole two hours. Everything worked fine. Um, Thank you guys, as always, uh, for coming out, for listening, for checking out the YouTube video, for commenting, for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's awesome. We're super excited about it. Um, this will be live on Monday, like normal. Uh, pretty much guarantee huge Tarkov news tomorrow, because that's just how they roll. Um, and, and then I will pin a comment saying that this was recorded before that, just like I do every week. Um, but thank you guys for hanging. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. And we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.